Welcome to Taxpayer Alert. I'm Al Sakala. I'll be your I'll be your host, and I'm also president of the Calaveras County Taxpayer Association. So we always have questions that relate to taxes, so you'll be well informed. Well, this uh, <clears throat> this session is uh, is going to be one of the better ones that we've had because we have Kayla Daphne, and uh, she, uh, uh, she she's manager of uh, Calaveras Mentoring. And this means that the young people that may not be well directed uh, uh, will have support. And uh, welcome, uh, Dadney. And uh, tell us how you got involved with this thing. Okay, well, um, I work out of the County Office of Education. Um, I was, I joined the mentoring programs in 2019, right before COVID hit. So it's definitely been a roller coaster of a ride. <laughs> um, but it's been very fun meeting all of our volunteer mentors that we have that um, join us and all of our kids that we have. Uh, we work with kids in first grade, clear up to 22 years old. Uh, did you have uh, any background in mentoring before? Uh, I didn't, but I've done a lot of volunteer experience, whether that's from uh, Lake Tulloch Lions Club. I worked at different um, retirement homes where I grew up. Um, I did Daughters of American Revolution, so I have a lot of volunteer. Well, that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, what are your programs? So Calaveras Mentoring supports three mentoring programs. However, we operate two of them. So we have our independent living program, which is for current or former young adult foster youth. Um, and we supply mentors. So we screen them in, train them, and monitor them. But the programs that we run, we have our Calaveras Youth Mentoring Program, which is a one-on-one -on -one program, kind of like Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And that is for first through 12th graders where we have a volunteer mentor come and spend two hours a week with a mentee that signs up to be in our program. And they do fun things like fishing, baking together, puzzles, um, hanging out at the park, kayaking, hiking, biking, um, a lot of fun things together. Then we have our young adult mentoring program, Adventures in Mentoring, and this is for 15 to 22 year olds who want to learn life skills, who want to build their community, and um, who want to go on fun adventures. So we do topics that are youth driven, such as how do you write a check? How do you open a bank account? How do you apply for college? How do you get funding and housing? Um, those types of topics. And we do fun adventures like college tours and um, escape rooms, um, cooking classes, whatever they wanna do that builds community and life skills. Do you videotape the cooking classes? We don't. Um, we have taped some of our meetings that we do where we have young adults who like work so they can't attend a meeting and they're like, I really want to learn about that topic, like healthy relationships or um, things like that. So we should videotape the cooking classes though. I think that'd be fun. I think, it, I think people would watch that, mm -hmm. especially if it's good food. <laughs> yeah, we did pasta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how would... Uh, uh, somebody get involved uh, w w with the program. Now, your website is uh, uh, calaverismentoring.org. Mm -hmm. That's easy to remember. Write that down? Good. Um, and your phone number is 209-736-6242. Uh, 
Um, so for our youth to get involved in our program, um, if it is a kid in first through 12th grade that's looking to be matched one-on-one -on -one with a mentor in our Calaveras Youth Mentoring Program, um, they can go on our website or call us, reach out to us or their guardian, um, and we will help find a recommendation agent. So for our CYMP program, which is what we nickname it, um, CYMP, because Calaveras Youth Mentoring Program is okay. like kind of a mouthful, <laughs> um, but all of those youth are recommended to our program. Basically, it's a teacher, school counselor, someone in the community that is not a family member. Um, that just helps us get to know the family and youth a little better, so that way we can find a good mentor. Um, and our mentors that we match with our youth are fully screened in. Um, with lots of background checks, and we match based on personality and common interests. We don't just put our youth with an adult and say, hey, go have fun together. <laughs> we want them to build really strong friendships that last a lifetime. Yeah. The uh, How long have you been doing this? Um, so our Calaveras Youth Mentoring Program was founded 20 years ago. We're celebrating our 20th year. So, But I have been doing this since 2019. <laughs> So um, I'm the fourth coordinator for the Calaveras Youth Mentoring Program. Um, you probably may not know this exactly, but approximately how many youth have been helped uh, over those 20 so years? So we have made over 175 successful one-on-one -on -one matches. Right. Um, that does not include our young adult programs. So our Adventure and Mentoring Program, um, where by the way, youth can refer themselves. They just go onto our website and there's an application, an online application they can fill out. Um, okay. That's for anyone who wants to learn life skills 15 to 22. Um, okay. And the website is uh, calibersmentoring.org. Yes. All right. Um, and that program, we have kind of evolved what our group mentoring program looks like over the years based on evaluations that we get from participants and feedback that we get. Um, so our AIM program, Adventures in Mentoring, is fairly new. We started it in 2020, um, but it's very successful right now. We're starting to grow. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, we're really focused on what the youth and young adults are asking for. Um, we will deliver the content, but what the content is, is what they ask for. I see. Uh, how, how are you funded? Where do you get your money? We are funded in a lot of different ways. So we do receive um, some money from the Mental Health Services Act, and that is um, overseen by Behavioral Health and Human Services. However, a majority of our funds come through grants that we apply for throughout the year and our Calaveras Mentoring Foundation, um, where it's donations from community members that truly help fund our programs. So if somebody wanted to, uh, maybe didn't have time to get involved, mm -hmm but had money to, uh, to donate, they would contact you at your website? Uh, yes, so on the calaverismentoring.org website, yeah. we do have a lot of information about the Calaveras Mentoring Foundation. They have their own phone number, um, which I don't have off the top of my head, but it's listed there with their email address, right. which is uh, calaverismentoringfoundation at gmail.com. Um, and you can even donate directly through the website or attend one of the fun events that we have. Okay, so if you go to the calaverismentoring.org, mm -hmm. from that website, they can go to the, the Calaveras Mentoring Foundation. 
Yep. Is that correct? Right on that website, it has a lot of their information on it. So okay. they they utilize our website too. Cool. Uh, now, how would a person become a mentor? It is a very extensive process because, um, you know, in all our programs, we're letting basically adults hang out with kids. Right. So safety is our number one concern. So anyone who's interested in becoming a mentor, the first thing they need to do is attend one of our monthly info sessions. Again, the information's on our website. Um, but that is just a 30 to 60 minute little uh, information session where I tell more details about the programs, what is expected of a mentor, that's step one. Right. <laughs> then we do um, a mentor application that has to be submitted, and that requires three references, which is a friend, a family member, and a current or former coworker. Then we do background checks, social media checks. You get fingerprinted, DMV pulls, um, a two-hour interview. We do home safety checks, um, and then a lot of training. So you, you, you're trying to screen out child molesters. Um, yes, that's one way of putting it. And honestly, our program, the kids in our program, we focus on them, number one. So we're looking for mentors that fit their personalities. So sometimes we also screen out people, and it's not because they're bad people. It's because yeah. at that time, our program isn't a good fit for them. Right. It's not that they're, there's anything wrong with them. Yeah, maybe with a different batch of kids would be a uh, mm -hmm. better chance. Huh? Exactly. And uh, so, say so during a given month, mm -hmm. how many uh, these matches do you make? Ooh, uh, COVID slowed us down for quite a while, uh, right. just because of restrictions and guidelines that we had to follow um, through everything from insurance, and we are part of the school, uh, the County Office of Education, um, but. Right now we have seven incoming mentors. So that's gonna be seven kids that are matched in our program, hopefully in the next couple months. And how many kids do you have uh, available for mentoring? So right now on our wait list, we have 10 youth, um, but we are constantly getting new youth recommended to our programs because we serve any youth within Calaveras County. I see. <clears throat> so uh, we have a shortfall needing three more mentors? Oh, we need a lot more mentors than that um, because we need group mentors and one-on-one -on -one mentors. And as I said, we're constantly getting new youth in. And if we don't have a kid on our wait list in your area, we will find one for you. <laughs> we have lots of contacts. <laughs> you can't force a kid to, <laughs> to uh, take a mentor, I suppose. <laughs> no, they're a volunteer as much as our mentors are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, can you think of some success stories that uh, kids have had through the program? Oh, where to start? We have a lot of them. Um, okay, I have one youth in our in our mentoring program right now who, um, you know, they're recommended because they were pretty quiet, um, just you know, had some cultural differences. This youth has been matched with their mentor for over five years. In the last year, has now made honor roll for the second year in a row, is involved in a whole bunch of sports in school um, and extracurricular activities. They're just flourishing. And um, seeing the friendship with their mentor has been amazing too. And the youth even admits that's a big part of why they're succeeding so much. Um, one of the things that's important uh, nowadays is a sense of ethics. Mm -hmm. and right and wrong. And sometimes the, uh, 
the schools, well, quite often the schools don't even touch on that. Mm -hmm. But it's important, in my opinion, that young people learn these skills of how to deal with people and respect their rights mm -hmm. and to know what those rights are. Exactly. And uh, now, is that concept in the program somewhere? It is. So I want to point out that our mentors, while they're safe adults that we've screened in, um, youth that are recommended to our program, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong at home um, or anything like that. You know, sometimes youth just hear what their parents are saying, but they don't necessarily listen. Um, I think I know I've had that problem growing up. Um, and so just having a another adult friend in their life um, that might even say the same exact thing as their family, it sometimes drives home a little bit more. And so it having that example um, in their life, that steady example, helps with the ethics and, um, you know, what kind of learning that right and wrong in a natural setting. Uh, are there any books or, or videos or anything like that as instructional aids? Um, so we don't have a specific like curriculum that we follow, if that's what you're asking. Um, but I mean, we do a lot of different mentor trainings. So um, we do a lot of trauma-informed care, um, like nurtured heart approach, for example. Um, and did you say nurtured heart? Nurtured heart approach. Um, it's it's a type of training where it's uh, positive reinforcement, um, is and just like encouraging youth um, with you know acknowledging when they do well. Oh, so. well, that's a good way to learn. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so uh, you don't actually have um, videotapes or literature that talks about um, basic ethics and right and wrong and things like that, uh, but, but you have uh, a sense of those things, mm -hmm. and you, you, the uh, mentor communicates with the, uh, uh, with the child uh, so that at the end of the, of the session, the child is more aware of how to react with the, the community and other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one requirement that we have in our program for all attendees is they have to complete a community service project together. Oh. Um, and so we've had some very creative projects that are done, everything from uh, helping make dollhouse furniture for one of the local libraries, um, to helping with murals at local parks, um, to lasagna love, um, helping, you know, make a meal and deliver it to someone. So uh, I think that also is a way that we kind of encourage that. That could be, uh, a, that could be a, a videotape cooking uh, show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the, uh, so to become a mentor, what are some of the things that you look for? Um, that's a really difficult question because it, a lot of times it's based on a specific youth in mind as where we kind of start. Um, but things that we look for, um, is someone who is consistent. So when they say they're going to be somewhere, they are there. Um, cause consistency is really important with our, our youth. Right. Um, also, you know, honesty, integrity, integrity. um, Motivation. Motivation, and we love when our mentors are involved in our community in a lot, be, uh, in a lot of ways, because that can also open a lot of doors for our youth yeah. that they might not have an opportunity um, to step through any other way. 
that uh, could be true for a lot of people, <laughs> you know, not just uh, mentors, but uh, anybody that wants to uh, uh, to grow in the business community or to produce things uh, or to uh, uh, provide services, even mm -hmm. entertainment. Uh, and that's interesting. So, so uh, the way to become a mentor, of course, the first stop, the first step is to uh, go to your website, CaliversMentoring.org, and then from there, <clears throat> the, you'll have uh, directions on what they would. What would be the next step for me? Yep. So right at the top of the website um, are the. Usually I do three months at a time posted there for when info sessions are um, available. As I said, we do them once a month. Um, and it's, again, it's a 30 to 60 minute little in-depth dive into our programs of what the requirements are, um, who are the kids that we serve, um, and the long process of how you become a mentor. Um, but attending an info session is a requirement um, as the first step for becoming a mentor. That's very interesting. Um... I wonder, well, you probably wouldn't videotape that because you'd be videotape people that maybe haven't given permission to be videotaped. Right. So it has to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, not recorded. Mm -hmm. uh, now, how can the community overall mm -hmm. uh, support these programs? Um, first off, spread the word about us. I mean, we have been around for 20 years, but... Um, as I said, we serve all of Calaveras County. Um, and, you know, like right now, we don't currently have any youth in West Point, for example. Um, so, and we would love to be able to have mentors and mentees in that area. So even wherever you live, just spreading the word about, hey, have you heard about the Calaveras mentoring programs? Um, another way is to become a mentor. Um, if you don't have, don't feel like you have the time to become a mentor, um, you can, volunteer for different events. You can um, become a part of our Calaveras Mentoring Foundation if you'd like to um, help with fundraising events. Um, you can donate. Um, also, I haven't mentioned this yet, but we also have a program called the Mentor Awards Partners. And this is for local businesses as a thank you to our mentors for volunteering their time. Um, a lot of local businesses give discounts. And some of these discounts, a mentee has to be present. And sometimes it can be for whenever the mentor does business at that place. Um, so for example, in Murphy's, we have like the Spice Tin or Marsolio's Olive Oil Company. Um, and so there's been times where matches will go in there together and get ingredients to go cook something. Um, or a mentor will just go in there to go shop. And both of those businesses had said, hey, um, thank you for your time as a volunteer for supporting the youth in our county have a little discount on us. What, do, what sort of discounts are involved? Um, it's different percentages off of their bill or um, at like some local restaurants, they'll do like buy a meal, get one free. Yeah. For example, Joe Ma's ice cream. Um, if a mentor brings their mentee, it's buy one, get one free. Oh, mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, going back, uh, the... the uh, some of the people that could get involved are not necessarily uh, adult mentors that are youth. 
Right. Uh, how would youth get involved? So our, um, if, it, if they're in first through 12th grade, they get recommended to our program. So um, their family just has to give us a call and we'll work with them to get a recommendation agent um, and walk them through the whole process. It's a pretty simple process. Um, and then for our young adults who are interested, um, all they have to do is either um, go onto our website, calaverismentoring.org, and under programs, adventures and mentoring, there's a application to apply right there. As soon as we get one of those applications in, um, we will reach out and contact them, set up a little meeting. Usually we meet at Starbucks and get some coffee together um, and do a little interview to see what they want to learn about, um, you know, what hobbies they have. So that way we kind of have some better ideas of maybe adventures that we could go on with our group. Um, yeah, and just kind of get to know them a little bit. Huh. Do you ever, uh, do uh, these groups ever go to morning caverns? It is on our list to do. Um, and <laughs> we also have a plan right now to um, go to Yosemite because we have a lot of kids that have never been there before. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. a, uh, the founder of uh, uh, the morning caverns, his name is Steve Fairchild. Mm -hmm. He was our vice president of the Taxpayer Association. Oh, okay. And uh, he's no longer with us. But uh, he's probably watching what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a lot of interest in going there, too. So it's definitely on our list. Okay. So on how the funny, what's your total budget for the Ooh, year? Good question. Um, or roughly. Okay. Roughly, I think it's about 130000 and that is for um, two staff and running all our programs. So um, usually every meeting that we have in person with our um, youth and young adults, we provide dinner, same for our mentor trainings. Um, if we have um, kids that need certain items, we help provide those um, within reason, um, just because again, we're all mostly donations. Um, it's, but yeah, so it's a lot of shared meals together. Um, a lot of staff support, um, a lot of, that also includes like our fingerprinting in of our mentors, the screening, um, all the safety checks and everything. So it seems like a big budget, but it covers a lot. Well, 130000 could be the salary of just one person. True. <laughs> it's not, though. But, uh, so <laughs> you, now how, many bond, how, uh, how big is your staff? Um, we have one and a half staff people. Okay. Now, the one and a half staff people are actually paid? Yes. Okay. How many voluntary staff do you have? Um, so we don't have any voluntary staff, but we have our volunteer mentors. Okay. Um, and so those are the ones that, you know, donate all their time to support our youth. And currently we have about 25 mentors. Okay. Um, so... Uh, if you if you had more money come in, mm -hmm. what would you spend it on? And there was no limitations. Probably gas cards for our young adults. Gas cards. <laughs> gas cards. Transportation is a big challenge. Um, whether our youth, especially our young adults, either don't have cars yet, um, or you know, just they're further out in the county and where we we kind of move where we do our events and activities but right. um you know sometimes it it would be a little easier for them if they had those opportunities um to get gas cards or even to be able to catch a ride with someone else um another 
thing that would be amazing is a bigger trip. Like, for example, um, I was I mentioned we were thinking about going to Yosemite. Yeah. But renting a charter bus to get there, it costs $3,500. Um, and that's not something that's in our program budget. <laughs> so, um, I mean, those are kind of our dreams that we have. <laughs> I see. Uh, how many of those trips per year do you, would you target or try, try to uh, reach? Um, well, so between... Both programs, between our, our CYMP and our AIM program, um, we do about an adventure or an event a month. Okay. And so um, we do like a big holiday party. We do a big day at the lake um, event in the summertime. Um, we are going to Joma's. We're doing an ice cream factory tour next month um, with our CYMP program. Um, so it's... You know, we kind of vary the size of our events to help with our budget, um, but doing big events is kind of a, a treat that we get to do every now and then. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. Um, now, the ga uh, gas carts mm -hmm. can... Uh, I was wondering if, if gas carts can be donated. Um, I, I believe so. Um, I mean, I, I would probably have to... I, I mean, I, I know right. what a credit card is, but right. um, there probably is some limit on that mm -hmm. card. Right, and I, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't ask for more than like ten dollar gift cards because um, that would cover the cost for the event. But um, you know, some of our funds that we receive, especially through grants, we're limited on how we can spend the funds, um, and so like we can't just go out and purchase gas cards unless it's with a certain portion of our funds that we receive. So the cards can be uh, treated like like a debit card? Mm -hmm. Yep. So if it's like a, a Chevron card, for example, um, they can just go to Chevron and fill up there and um, just put it in the machine and it will give them $10 a gas. Okay. Uh, I wonder if... Uh, if uh, uh, debit cards can be used uh, that might be helpful or something besides gas could be purchased, maybe yeah. food or something else. I, I don't know. Um, so kind, we're kind of limited on getting um, <laughs> like the blank visa cards just because um, those can be used for non-program allowed items. Um, and so we usually, if we do do a gift card, you know, like buy beer, exactly. <laughs> so um, when we do get gift cards, like they are specific. So we'll get like a subway gift card or a gas gift card or a Save Mart um, card. Even um, that is usually very rare that we do that. But it's usually for like um, Christmas time. We do events where we'll get gift card donations and we play games, and then the kids can like win some of the the gift card prizes. And what kind of games? Oh, okay. So we did this year. We did like a scavenger hunt that they had to do around the building. Um, and uh, in past, what they've done is they do the saran wrap ball. So you take saran wrap and then put like a whole bunch of items in it, and you give them oven mitts and a timer, and they have to try and un saran wrap <laughs> the layers in that order be, to get stuff. That would be hilarious. It's pretty entertaining. <laughs> well, this has been a, a very interesting uh, show, and perhaps. Uh, this videotape could be uh, used for years to come as a that. promotional thing for your mm -hmm. for your group. Thank you so much for being our guest. Yeah, thank you. And we'll see you next time.
Thanks for watching Taxpayer Alert.